You are about to listen to The Light of Emuna, a Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Or HaEmunah weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is being produced Lezecher Nishmas Rachel Bas Yosef Zed. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information, please visit the Light of Emuna website at www.tloe.us. Welcome to the Light of Emuna podcast, Parshish Chayesara. This adaptation is dedicated in honor of my dear wife, Devora, and our dear son, daughter, and granddaughter, Maishi Yal and Tamara. And for a Fuah Shlema, for Ratzah Bas Rochel, Henya Bas Fredel, Menach Mordechai Ben Ophira, and Rivka Bas Simalea. The parsha opens. Ve'yu chayisara me'ashanav esrim shanav v'sheva shanim shnei chayisara. Sarah's lifetime was one hundred years, twenty years, and seven years—the years of Sarah's life. It seems that this week's parsha should be called the death of Sarah, not the life of Sarah, because directly at the opening of the parsha, the first pasuk calculates the number of years Sarah lived, and the next pasuk notes her death. Rather, the Torah comes to teach us that true life is not the one here in our transient world that passes as a dream. Specifically, after a person's death, he is aptly referred to as alive because he is headed for eternal life, so long as he acquired Torah and mitzvahs in this world. Hemuna HaKadosha, Holy Emuna. Every year anew, when we reach Parshish Chayesara, we encounter the seeming contradiction in the life of Sari Menu. On the one hand, it seems that Sari Menu led a difficult life with such challenging tribulations. On the other hand, we are told that all of her years were equally good. All of her years were good. She had a good life. This is most puzzling. puzzling. Behold, she was barren until the age of 90. Most of her years were spent wandering. She endured ten, ten challenging tribulations at Avram's side. The last of which, the Akedah, literally cost her her life. This is called a good life. Sarah Imenu lived a life of Dvekas, clinging to Hashem. Sarah Imenu, being a true Tzadikis, accepted everything with love and never uttered a word of complaint, always saying, this too is for the best. Chazal say that Tzadikim turned the attribute of judgment into the attribute of mercy by means of their Amunah that everything is for the best, thereby transforming it into good. Just as Nachamish Gamzu reacted to every occurrence with, this too is for the best, and everything turned into good. The more one successfully focuses on the concept that there is nothing aside from Hashem, ain't od milvado, that there is literally nothing else, the more he nullifies his suffering, his obstacles, his troubles. This is true in all areas of life, regarding his materialism, his children, with those who fight with him and against him, including those who wish to take what is his, with his health. The moment that he connects to the source of life and recognizes that there is nothing else, he solves all of his problems. However, this is gradual, in stages, through countless levels. The more a person realizes that there is nothing aside from Hashem, the more obstacles he avoids, the more tribulations he is spared from, and he ascends higher and higher. We endure so many challenges in life. Challenges are the essence of the mission of every Jew. Only via challenges can we ascend spiritual levels and draw close to Hashem. Such is the route that our souls must traverse to reach our clarifications. We cannot escape it. We have no free choice in this. Our only free choice is how we navigate these challenges. One, with Amuna that it is all for the best, and we see how everything truly transforms for the good. Or two, God forbid, without Amuna, and we become disgruntled, dissatisfied, broken, and blame ourselves and everyone else, causing us to suffer terribly. The Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, but each of us has our own Beis Hamikdash. Everyone builds his personal Beis Hamikdash when we contend with all of the challenges in every area, in all matters, and at every moment. With every bracha that we recite, with every tefillah that we articulate, how we struggle with negative thoughts and turn them into positive ones. Every action encompasses unlimited coping. 
Finally, when we go to sleep, when we prepare with the recitation of Kriyashma, we merit remaining connected even while we sleep. True, a person's illicit desires, confusions, anger, begrudging attitude that makes others' superiority intolerable, that resents his friend's success, remain. However, if he still proceeds, even if it is only to a slight degree in which he tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he understands that what he did today was not good and that he wants to be a little different, he will make progress. We try to strengthen ourselves and then we fall. We begin again and we fall again. It is not easy to endure our challenges in serving Hashem, but we are forbidden to despair. We must remember that it is all HaKadosh Baruch Hu's doing, all designed to elevate us. A father wants only the best for his children. He never does anything bad to them. When we see life this way, with eyes of emuna, it becomes a good life. Whatever happens is not punishment or bad luck. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not punish for the sake of retribution. The creator of the world is engaged in correction. Even when he, he must tear down, it is only for the sake of building, even if it sometimes hurts. We must constantly talk to Hashem. The more difficulties and challenges that a person has, the more he must seek Hashem, like a person in the dark searching for the light. We have not yet internalized this truth, that there is nothing aside from Hashem. We are still regularly confused. We forget that what occurs right now is also from Hashem. We constantly run to the kitchen to eat something to calm ourselves. We pick up the phone to call someone to relieve what is on our hearts. We have not yet reached the, there is nothing aside from Hashem. From the moment that a child is born, he learns to recite, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekinu, Hashem Echad, Hero Israel, Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. We tell him that aside from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there is nothing else in the world. Throughout the years, we reiterate this. The child learns and his parents learn with him. This reality taps him on the head in all forms. We teach that whatever happens to us in life, whether it seems to be good to us, seems less good, or what we cannot really understand how it could be good, all really bring us closer to the essence of understanding that there is nothing aside from Hashem. Although in this world we can never fully grasp this entirely, everyone strives for it and ascends the ladder day by day, a bit more and a bit more understanding of the ultimate significance of there is nothing aside from Hashem. A good life is a life of closeness to Hashem, and nothing draws a person to his Creator like humility and modesty. Why did the angels ask Avram where Sarah was? So that he would respond that she was in the tent, she was modest. They did not compliment her for her tasty food or for her divine inspiration, only for her modesty, for that is the beauty and splendor of a Jewish woman, more than her chesed or her davening. Chazal expound that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created woman, he considered out of which part of Adam to fashion her. He said, I shall not create her from the head so that she should not be arrogant. I shall not create her from the eyes so that she shall not be overly curious. I shall not create her from the mouth so that she should not be overly loquacious. I shall not create her from the heart so that she should not be, overly, should not be too jealous. I shall not create her from the hands so that she should not be too demonstrative. Rather, from the most modest part of Adam, from the rib. For every organ that he created for her, he said, She shall be a modest woman. Yosef Atzadik merited that the evil eye would have no dominion over his descendants because he protected his mother's modesty by standing in front of her to conceal her from Esau's gaze when she passed before him, so that he would not get enjoyment from looking at her. When Boaz witnessed Rus's modesty, he said she is clearly worthy of royalty. In the merit of her modesty, she married Boaz and became the matriarch of the Davidic dynasty and Mashiach. What better example is there than Eliezer, servant of Avram? Throughout the entire Parsha, his name is not mentioned. He is only referred to as the servant. He wanted only to be a faithful servant. That was the only accolade that he desired. He understood that only that would bring him blessing in life. I am the servant of Avram was his opening statement in his meeting with Rivka's family so that they would not honor him more than was appropriate. 
Eliezer desperately wanted his daughter, who was righteous and virtuous and who had been raised in Avram's home, to marry Yitzchak. Yet he ignored his personal feelings and set out to fulfill his mission with the embodiment of self-nullification and obedience. The Pesach in Malachi says, Ben Yechabit Av ve'eved Adoinav. A son honors his father and a servant his master. The servant is Eliezer, who fulfilled his master's every will and honored him. One who diminishes himself in this world will be great in the world to come. It is an upside-down world. As the Gemara in Baba Basra says, The prominent are inferior and the humble are distinguished. Rav Shach Zatzal used to give three pieces of advice to newlywed couples. Forgo, forgo, and forgo. Gratitude is the pinnacle of nullification to Hashem. In gratitude, we nullify the capital I completely. We do not ask for anything. We simply connect to Hashem by saying thank you. We sing songs to Hashem. We request nothing. There is no I, no personal desire. We are accustomed to say thank you when some deficiency is alleviated. However, if the need was filled beforehand, are we not required to thank? We must thank even more. We must not wait until Hashem takes away from us to start appreciating what we have. We must regularly pause, look to heaven and say, Thank you, Master of the world, for everything. When a person gets used to thanking profusely and consistently and does not lose sight of Hashem's kindness, even when he faces some challenge or hardship, he accepts it in the proper proportion. True, I am not in the most comfortable situation, but overall my life is good. Hashem is with me. He provides me with much kindness. With this attitude, he copes entirely differently. We must accustom ourselves to thank Hashem for everything that we see or enjoy. That is why a person comes to this world. We are here to recognize Hashem. We are here to glorify Hashem's name. May His great name grow exalted and sanctified. Sari Imenu symbolizes a complete life, a life lived with Hashem, a life of emuna and purity. This is only possible with challenges. The word for trial, challenge, nisayon, derives from the word flag, nes, and not coincidentally, miracle. As a flag is elevated and a miracle is elevated above nature, challenges elevate. Every trial is designed to lift a person up. One who knows that the trial is from heaven, with a purpose, understands that he is being given the chance and opportunity to elevate himself. There are people who persecute us. We would be much happier if we had never met them. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be involved with them. There lies some correction in our relationship with them. Similarly, sometimes we end up in places where we cannot understand how we ended up. We never wanted to be there. We, can't, we can be sure that we have something to correct there. There are so many challenges in all areas of life that we must bear because they are part, a part of the path that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to traverse. Each person has his own minefield to negotiate in life. We cannot escape these trials. That is not an option. Our only choice is to figure out how best to navigate them. Will we, one, choose to proceed via Muna that everything is for the best and that we will yet see how everything will transform for the best? Or two, go through life, God forbid, without Amuna and become disgruntled, dissatisfied, broken, blaming ourselves and everyone else. The second choice is itself terrible suffering. Our reality is one of forgetfulness. So many things confuse us, primarily our egos, our selfish desires. When something does not go our way, we are hurt, we are angry, we are broken, and we can find no rest. Generally, these challenges sneak up on us with no regard for our plans, and we feel like our lives have been disrupted. We constantly think only of ourselves, and we forget. We find ourselves in obliviousness. What do we forget? We forget that everything is Hashem's doing. There is absolutely nothing else. There is only Hashem. Ein od mavado. 
He is the king. He reigns over us and we must accept his rule and dominion over us with love. We must coronate him over us. We must accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. At least twice each day we recite Shema Yisrael to remind us in every moment of brokenness, sadness, confusion, difficulty and worry, in every moment of one sort of challenge or another, that in essence Hashem is one and he worries about us and he has tremendous compassion for us. There is truth and there is ultimate truth. Ultimate truth declares, yes, we have sinned, but Hashem loves us despite our sins. Hashem loves us with such great and immense love. That does not mean that everything is permissible. There is judgment. Judgment is judgment, and we cannot take a casual attitude towards any sin, big or small. We must apologize for any negative word that we have uttered, and we must seek forgiveness. We must nullify every negative thought. Every minor infraction must be repaired. Hashem does not want us to live without restrictions. Yet while judgment is judgment, there is still unlimited and enormous kindness. That kindness is an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's awesome love for us. Holy Amuna transforms this gray and difficult life with all of the hardships that occur to us, each person with his own issues and problems, into something better. Holy Amuna comes along and creates a powerful and amazing melody that says that it was all preordained, that aside from Hashem there is nothing here in the world. It is a melody that shows us in every incident the hand of divine providence, the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When there is Amuna, there is also truth. Truth and Amuna. MSV Amuna. That concludes the Torah portion of Rav Azulai's Light of Amuna. And now as we do every week, we, we have the tefillah from Rav Azulai. It is an intimate part of him. And it reads, Master of the world, help me understand that if I do not begin to say thank you for everything that seems to be, quote unquote, not good, not only once, but many times, I will never succeed at achieving sweet, amazing, and joyous Amuna that whatever happens to me in life is what is absolutely best for me. If there, if there is a sudden need for surgery, that is good. If there are sudden sores on the face that are unsightly, that is good. If the bank balance that was robust and full for a long time is suddenly diminished, that is good. If I begin to say about all of these quote-unquote not good things that they are for the best, it will be untruthful. It will be superficial. I do not really believe it. However, when I force myself to say thank you over and over many times, every time that I recall the quote-unquote not good events and suddenly that suddenly happened to me, after tens or hundreds of thank yous, I will truly begin to feel that they are good. For if I say count, countless thank yous, it must be good. It cannot be bad. Then I will receive such joy, Father, and things will be so good for me. That is the greatest and most precious gift that I can receive from you. To have emuna that everything, really everything is good. It is the best. Whatever happens to me is from your love for me. But what about the illicit desires and negative traits? Should I thank for those as well? I thank for the suffering that stem from the illicit desires and negative traits that cause me to transgress your will at times because I understand that that is your will, that I should still suffer from those downfalls. And when the time comes, you will redeem me. Master of the world, help me feel that I am always in your hands and never to cease saying thank you because that is the sweetest thing I know. For Amuna is only acquired when we say thank you. Have an awesome, uplifting, and wonderful Shabbos. You've been listening to the Light of Emuna Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Orha Emuna weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is produced by Hillel Caps Productions, Lezecher Nishmas, Rachel Bas Yosef Zev. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information about the Light of Emuna or to receive a weekly Parsha newsletter, please visit www.tloe.us.